Today's podcast is sponsored by our amazing friends over at Adorama. Adorama is one of the best electronic retailers specializing in photo and video equipment. They also have a rad blog and video series highlighting content creators called Through the Lens, which you can find on their YouTube channel. We've partnered with Adorama to offer free education through the AOV Academy. So head over to aovacademy.com for free online courses in photo and video. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. My name is Prince. I'm your host today. I have a very special guest. He goes by the name of Q. You might know him on social media as Around Q. He's a Florida State alumni. He's a Sony Alpha Collective member. He runs the ambassador program for Adorama Picks. He slays it. He has some of the best <laughs> photography in the game. My dude, Q. What up? What's what popping, what bro? What up, man? What's good? Just chilling, man. It's your world, man. What's happening? Dude, man. Uh, just checking out this uh, Miami Heat game versus Philly. I'm I'm a big uh, sports fan too, so college football, uh, basketball, probably my favorite. Big time uh, Miami Heat fan and Florida State fan. So if uh, all I... my followers that follow me, they should definitely know I'm a big Florida State fan. Non-stop Florida State <laughs> gear all day. <laughs> Bro, I knew you were looking at something. I'm like, what's he watching? I keep seeing your eyes pop. I'm like, what's he looking at? Like, because I got, I have a, well, if you can see here, I got this big old, I got a big old screen right here that I'm looking at that's got your photos and some of your stuff up. But I'm like, what's he okay. looking at? <laughs> Dude, I was like, I was like, damn, man, uh, the, heat, the heat, heat playoff game or do I need to blow off art of visuals here? I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. Um, Dude, welcome to the show, my man. Why don't you let the the AOV community know a little bit more about yourself? Um, All right. Um, I don't know where to start, but um, probably the number one question people want to know is, you know, um, how long I've been shooting or how I got into photography and um, how I got into photography. And this might sound kind of cliche and everything, but uh, so about around 2008 almost 10 years ago um i wanted you know my wife and i had our our first child and uh, she was about two so we were like man i want to get some pictures taken your baby uh, or your wife i'm just no my my, uh our our daughter (laughs) and uh, and uh we walked into a studio bro and uh Damn, these studio prices were killing me. It was like for baby pictures, it was like seven to eight hundred dollars, and I was just like, "Wow!" So you know, I'm a really confident dude, and 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 uh, I'm I'm pretty you know artistic, and I understand the the, the uh, photography side, and and I I did a little bit of um you know uh, music production, and and I won a couple art awards. So I was like, you know what? I think I can I can do this. I'm a pretty technical person. So I went out. And let's, hold on. Let's camera. be honest, bro. Let's be honest. You were not saying, I think I can do this. You're like, I can do this. I'm going to go get me a camera. I'm going like, to take these photos. Dude, I was like, man, fuck that. I'm Asian. It's in my damn blood. It's in my blood. I can do this. So, so you know, of course, I did my research and I bought a, a, a Nikon D60. So just kind of take that back. Uh, that's when, like, right around the time the D90 came out. So. I bought my first camera and then I started shooting and, and I did what any normal ignorant person that knew nothing about photography was buy a DSLR, shoot an automatic and you'll have amazing pictures. And damn, I was wrong. I was like, why aren't these pictures coming out good? <laughs> why do they look like damn shitty cell phone pictures? <laughs> so, yes. uh, and then just, just through the years, man, just through the years, I just kind of carried my camera everywhere with me and just kind of shot and then just slowly really learned the the mechanics and understood, you know, what ISO, shutter speed and aperture was. Um, but honestly, it wasn't really until about five years ago where I really, really took like my photography to that next level. And um, so I, I used to work at this, this nightclub. So I used to be a DJ, right? Back in the day. Uh, for a while, for probably like the 10, 15 years, I used to be a DJ and I used to carry my camera around with me everywhere um, because I just loved photography. I just loved to shoot. And uh, some of the photography, some of the photographers there, you know, I used to reach out to them like, hey, what settings are you using and and this and that. And I started shooting like concert and nightlife stuff early, early on. And then from there, not till I started like going to New York and traveling and uh, really understood like 
what street photography was and landscape photography was and just kind of like capturing those those moments um did i really really uh, get into it and then also had a very stressful job right uh, you know at that time I was a uh, senior director of communications at a, at uh, Full Sail University, which is a pretty creative school, and it was pretty stressful. So right after work, I used to just go and shoot. I used to go out for like thirty minutes to an hour, even lunchtime sometimes. I used to just take my camera and just go and shoot, and that's how I essentially got better and got really into uh, photography. Word. I had no idea. Senior director of communications Dude, at Full so Sail, huh? And full. Hey, to, what's your honor? Did you so? Did you graduate from Full Sail? No. So I went to I went to uh, uh, Florida. So after high school, I went to Florida State University. I actually right. got a a uh, my undergrad is in MIS. So I, and MIS with a concentration in design. Um, so I know HTML, web design, HTML five coding so my original major was actually computer science right asian computer science programming you know mm -hmm. straight down that line and then uh to be honest with you man like i got up to like physics and phys in uh calc 2 and i was like damn i don't need this shit like what the hell am i gonna really do with this i don't want to be stuck behind it behind the computer and just program all day now there's nothing wrong with it it just wasn't for me so i switched my major into a, something a little bit easier and plus i want to graduate i didn't want to fucking stress myself out over years and years of school failing classes so i switched my major to uh mis and then i, I had a focus in design which i always loved so uh, dude this is I'm, I'm i'm gonna age myself a little bit but um i started designing web pages in notepad and programming in html and css manually <laughs> yes yeah man uh so that was back in the day and then uh I got my first job, man, as a sales rep for a school uh, or an admissions rep at a school. And then from there, I jumped from different schools as uh, a senior admissions rep. Then I went to an associate director um, in admissions. And I was my ultimate goal was to be a exec level employee for a large corporation. And uh, I wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be I wanted to run a large company. And uh, so I went and got got my uh, MBA as well. So just through my studies and just really going after what I wanted, uh, I was in the huge in the corporate world, man. So, and then uh, roughly about uh, a year ago, um, I left, and then I started just you know doing what I do now, which is you know started my own company, uh, a, a content creation company specializing in content creation and social media management. And that's what I've been doing for the last year. Damn, bro! So you you really ran that 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 corporate path hard, hard and you bro. did it, and you did it like a a mad props first and foremost to 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 reaching that goal. Like the goal was to you know to have an executive level uh, position, and you and you did that. And so mad props to that. But like that had to have been like. I just do. I know. I first. I'm just gonna be very blunt. I despise that world. Like I, I, yeah. I've been down that world, uh, that path. I. It's not. I just. I'm so. I'm so anti corporate, bro. I don't have a. Yeah. I don't. I don't have much good to Dude. say about it's, it. Uh, it's necessary, I think, for some people. But I think it's awesome. A that you did it. You achieved what you wanted to achieve. Obviously, something didn't click because you realized that, wow, I've been chasing this thing that I thought I always wanted, but it's not even really what I wanted. And now you're really getting to, to do what lights a fire inside your heart, which is what you're doing now. Dude, like um, being stressed all the time because you are the decision maker and um, if anything fucks up, it's all on you, right? It's extremely stressful. Like signing... Dude, signing my first multi-million dollar contract um, as as a director of marketing and operations, um, you know, is is uh, stressful and, and is nerve-wracking, right? Because you're like, damn, you're making the decision for this company, and this company could fuck up and lose millions of dollars, right? So it was it was nerve-wracking, um, you know, and and I always have that creative outlet where I, I left work or or I used to just go and shoot. And I used to literally be by myself, 
and my wife used to just uh, call me like, "Hey, what time are you coming home?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm going. You know, I, I left to go shooting." So you know, it's 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 extremely hard, you know, because growing up, that's all my my parents are like, you know, you need to get a good paying job, you need to do X Y Z. But I'm telling you right now, man, sometimes it, it's not as rewarding as something doing something for yourself and making making the six figures. It was it was great. I mean, the money was great. Driving around Lex, you know, expensive cars, Lexuses, BMWs, you know, you know, buying Gucci, Louis, all this shit. But at the end of the day, man, like. What 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 does all that mean? You know how how do you gain value for that? You know, especially with your your uh, your health, right? Your you know your, the way you live, the way that you live your life, and that's the bottom line. Was like you know what? I can't live my life like this. Where just I'm all stressed all the time. And and I told my wife before you know I left the previous job that you know, I wasn't going back to the corporate world. If I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do everything for myself and for us and to accomplish something for ourselves. Dude, I uh, I have a ton of respect for you. You've been on a hell of a journey already. I'm super yeah. stoked to to see you following your dream. Uh, but dude, I just want to take a step back. Don't you think it's super interesting? I find it so so interesting that like most people in our culture identify with their jobs as who they are, right? Like I do. I have buddies. It's so weird. Like I catch up with fraternity brothers you know from college that i love bro with all my heart like these are my boys but like when we get on the phone it's like the 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 value of their life all depends on how their job's going and they have to tell me how well their job is and how much they love it even though bro i i know these guys in and out and i know through their teeth that they hate it i'm like bro you're like you're lying through your teeth right now You're, you're on the phone trying to like sound like your life's perfect and you're loving your life but you're not you know, and then all of a sudden, eight months later, they're like, yeah, I quit that job and blah, blah, blah. I was so, I was go depressed and, and I was, I started doing pills and like, I went through this dark period and I'm just like, hold, like, I'm like, bro, I know, like, how are you now? Like, I could trust me. Like, I didn't want to like say anything. And like, and there's certain people I do step in and I have friends where I do like, I'm like, bro, like we need to talk, bro. Like, are you sure you're good? Like, I know you're telling me you're good, but like, I'm reading through the lines and like, I see a lot of that. We live in this world, right? The social media world where we pull this phone out and we're like, our relationships are perfect. Look at me and me and boo. I love my job Fridays. And you can just, bro, you can just tell. I can see it in these people's eyes. I'm like, dude, that's a depressed person that's pretending to be happy. And, you know, and I've been there. I woke up one day, I looked in the mirror and I didn't know who the hell was looking back at me. And I started crying, bro. I started bawling. And I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Excuse my language. And at that, that was the moment that I knew that I had to leave. That was the day I quit that day. Uh, and I, no. I went out to go, you know, and I'm not saying people need to be that aggressive with right. their stuff, exactly. but like, I'm, I'm wired differently. I'm a different dude. Yeah. Like you talked earlier about, you like to do research. I like to do research, but not too much. I do just enough. And then I'm, and I'm a bull and I hit it hard, yeah. you know, like, like I wasn't stupid about it. You know, I had a planned something already planned out in regards to mm-hmm. what I wanted to do and what my vision was. So it wasn't like, Oh, you know what? I hate this job. Fuck this job. I'm leaving, you know, right. I'm just going to quit and just figure out to do nothing. You know, I have a wife and, and kids that I have to raise. And, and, uh, if, 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 you know, working for somebody else didn't really make sense to me as much anymore, it wasn't really as rewarding. So I just said, you know what? I got to create a plan. Uh, I got to find, you know, some things that I want to really do and focus and also do something I love, but also make money at it and then take it from there. But, you know, at the same time, man, I, I don't regret it because Never. it's really made me, it made me to who, who I am today. You know, my business relationships, how, how, to, how to present business decks, how to talk in front of people, how to make, you know, understand the business world and how, and how it functions. You know, you're not going to get that through uh, real life experience unless you go through it. And that's something that I've really experienced. So that's why I feel so confident moving forward with the projects that I'm currently doing is because, you know, I've already been through the corporate I already, I already know how operations and some of these things work. You're absolutely right. I, I've, I've done both. I've gotten great education from, from college. I've gotten a great education uh, through corporate world. I've gotten great, ed- like the best education just through the school of hard knocks of just, yeah. you know, like just learning and there's and i've and i've had to leave like dude i've you know i failed my first company 
And I don't mean like I failed. I, I succeeded because I grew and I learned a ton. But I also was smart enough to realize like, hey, I need to go back to corporate America because I need to get some structure in my life. I was smart. I was sharp. I was doing well. But I was wild and I didn't have systems in place. I didn't have structure. So I had to go relearn structure. And then I had to bring that back. Uh, and so depending on the person, depending on, you know, your situation, you had a family, right? You got your risk assessments completely different when you're married and you have two Way kids different. versus versus a 23 year old, you know, that's single. And I have no risk. I got no one depending on me. And so, you know, we all live different lives. Uh, what matters is that eventually everyone follows their hearts and does what they love to do. Because at the end of the day, that's going to be way more joy and a much more fruitful life than any dollar amount, right? Hell yeah. Totally agree on that. It's it's fun to be able to chat, you know, business with you and have someone on the podcast that's really, uh, you know, just gets that world, has done it at a high level, whether it's on their own or corporate or whatever it may be. Uh, with that said, uh, so what do you got popping now? What's going on in, in so Q's life? So right now, man, I am currently working with, so I, I'll tell you about my journey and how everything kind of, uh, you know, how I ended up right now is so uh, about last year when I left and I decided I wanted to be a full-time creator, um, you know, I was targeting a lot of agencies and uh, because that's where all the big money's at. That's where, you know, everybody wants to work with the big brand. Everybody wants to work with the big agencies because that's where the majority of the money was. But you know what, at the same time, there's a lot of competition there, right? It's There's a lot of competition. Everybody wants to work with outdoor brands. Everybody wants to work with, you know, Nike, Adidas, all the big brands. But at the same time, it's a super, super saturated world. And that's what I learned, you know. You know, I, I did a lot of freelancing already. Um, but when you're actually in it and you're full time and you're grinding and, and you're sending out multiple emails to a lot of clients and you're not hearing anything back, it's like, damn, is this the route that I really want to go? So I changed my approach and I changed my business plan plan a little bit. And I was like, you know what? What are some strengths that I'm really, really good at? Well, I understand marketing. I understand social media. And, and I think I'm a fairly decent content creator. So why not put that together? So I realized that 90% of businesses are run by an agency. Uh, and like majority of those agencies subcontract all their uh, content creation work. So I was like, you know what? Where can I find a space where I can offer services and undercut the big agency yet still provide a service for the mid and small size companies? So what I did was I formulated a company. Um, so here, here's another thing that I found out, and, and this, this may be true or not true, but this is true for me, is that I formulated a company because I felt like businesses respected a company, right? Quote, unquote, company versus a freelancer. So what I did was instead of, so if I had met somebody one-on-one, -on -one, I, would, I would give them a business card that said, hey, I'm a freelance photographer. But if I had met somebody that owned or worked for a big company or agency, or, you know, I would say, hey, I run this company and this is what my company does. So there's two aspects that, that I, I took away, you know, presenting myself as a freelancer and presenting myself as a company and, and um, getting a lot of that stuff done. So what I did is I created a company that creates content and manages social media platforms. And I can do one or the other, I, or I can do both. So I've, I landed about uh, four company, four clients right now that pay me a residual income. So another thing I realized was all these contracts I'm getting, they're just one-time contracts or one-time projects. But where is the residual income? I need I need month-to-month -month income. So what I did was I offered a package where I created content and I would manage the social media channels. So create the content, post on, this, on the social media channel, meet with um, the clients on a weekly basis. Do they have any campaigns coming up? What are they looking for in this next, next, next campaign? What images do they like? They, do they don't like? So you have these meetings and I would plan some of this, this stuff out for them. Um, and then, you, so now essentially I'm, I'm kind of borderline going into the marketing space. 
but I don't want to go full into the marketing. I don't want to do pay-per-click. I don't want to do ad buys. I don't want to do AdSense. I don't want to do any of that. The only thing that I want to do for your company is create the content and post it on social media and manage the, the social media platform. Then you can hire a marketing company to do everything else. So essentially, that's what I do, and that's what my company specializes in. Bro, that's so wicked. To take a step yeah. back, we call that perception is reality as far as the freelancer versus the business. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's just, dude, peop, humans are weird. We are so weird. We're wired so strangely to where you can come up to me and tell me you're cute and you slay that social media. And I'm like, yep, thank you. We don't hire with like, we don't work with we people like you. Yeah. You know? And then you can come to me like, hey, you know, I, I run Viper Productions. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah, we'd love to hire you, man. You, everything you said makes sense. Like, perception's reality. Uh, yep. Second, specializing is, is extremely important uh, for the future of agencies. Agencies are going out of business left and right because they are still working in the old model. And so to hear you yes. say that you specialize in what you're doing, yes. uh, dude, dude, you're on the right path. It's a similar thing that we do. At AOV, we specialize in social first content. I don't do anything outside of social based content. We do content yep. for the now what's relevant. You want anything, television, old school media buying, anything around, like you said, go hire an old school agent, uh, an agency that does that stuff. We don't yep. touch it. We don't, Dude, we don't pay. We don't do billable hours. No. We do results. Like we're here to make real change, yep. you know? And that's the thing is with a lot of these photographers, they have to understand it's like the old traditional way of making money with photography is starting to die out. You can shoot now. There's nothing wrong with shooting weddings because I just shot a wedding last week. But, you know, how are you doing the wedding or, you know, what are you doing besides portraits and, and, and some of the other stuff? You know, I know people that make a killing off of it. And you know what? And that's great. But that's not the niche and that's not where I want to go is people have to start becoming really, really creative with what they do with photography and how they are making money off of photography. There's millions of ways that you can make money off of photography. You, you, it doesn't have to be the traditional way where you're shooting, where you just shoot for a brand or where you sh just shoot for a product. You know, there's different ways that you can do it. Absolutely. And, and, and to take one quick step back to, uh, you're talking about like residual income, so, dude, retainer, getting clients on retainer is the model, right? Yes. The model is to slay it, to get a few clients, you know, paying you X on a monthly basis and you slay it with them and you build a relationship and they go from paying you two grand a month each to three to five to 10. Next, you know, two years down the road, you're doing $20,000 a month with five different clients. You're doing a million to over a million dollars in revenue yep. and it's just you and maybe three other people. Everyone's Dude, making like, good money and you're living a good life, bro. And that's, that's the move. It's building relationships yep. and doing, doing the right work. Dude, the one-off campaign stuff, dude, people don't realize that'll kill your business. The opportunity costs that you spend on sales and marketing and outreach and time to just get one campaign off to only have to redo that same thing the next month and not know where that money's going to come from is a nightmare. Dude, it is, man. It, it, it is, man. It's like, stressful. And you can't work. You can't. One last thing. Uh, obviously, I'm interviewing you, but I just I love the business stuff. And you'll know you'll be able to speak on this. How hard is it to think clearly when you're worried about paying your bills versus when you got money coming in? Your thinking for the client is completely different than it is when you're when you're in a scarcity mindset. Yeah, man, it's it's I, I live easier because I know I have good clients and I know that it's results driven and they're happy with what I'm doing and I know I'm getting that that check right versus oh shit I have nothing planned next month I got to go and get more work I got to go get more work I'm, I got to go and reach out to more brands I got to email more brands you know I will take and you know this might not be a popular thought um, or a an action plan or, or whatever but I will take a little bit less a little bit less so I can make more in the long run because it's all about long run, right? It's all about making that money in the long run. So, you know, that's that's my approach and, and, and it definitely works for me. Absolutely. And, and guys, like, don't be afraid to ask brands questions. If you get someone in the door, 
ask them what they hate about working with agencies. So I just found out, you know, one of my clients is like, yeah, uh, another reason, you know, we're, you know, we want to switch over to you guys and work with you is because the other agency that we wanted to work with, we wanted a, a library of content, right? And so this brand, this company went out and shot a bunch of content for them and they wouldn't just give them a set price and just say, Hey, here's the, here's the content. They wanted to nickel and dime them on every yeah. single photo, which is insane. Because guess what? I don't care what anyone says. First of all, times are changing. So get with it yes. or get burnt. Second, yes. second, uh, you already shot, you shot 300 photos anyways. Right. And so what are you going to do? Put it on your hard drive and they're not going to, they're not, they don't, dude, they're pissed because you want to nickel and dime them with image by image, they're not gonna buy anything from you. So you're just gonna end up sitting on a bunch of product yeah. images that you don't need. So you might as well just freaking make it lucrative for both of you guys, give them a deal, and you're gonna make a lot more money than you would and just move on. And and and, and just know that, hey, now you have a relationship with these guys and they love you because the big old agencies don't do this stuff. And now they know, it's like, hey, I can give you that content library quarterly. Every time you guys move into a new season, I'll do a shoot. And instead of, yep. instead of, instead of tripping out on some short-term money nearsighted, think long-term and build the relationship and know that this, you're going to be able to make so much more money over the next 24 months than you will right. just nickel and diamond today. Dude, and, 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 you know, what I'll do is, you know, I'll give discounts for companies that are willing to sign a year long contract. So, you know, if, if I say, okay, you know what, it's six months. Um, this is a twenty thousand dollar contract, but you know what? I'll take fifteen thousand if we can stretch it out to a year. You know, versus no, I'm saying no. I'm sorry, that's that's actually kind of low. But what I, what I'm saying is, if it's you know six months and it's a twenty thousand dollar contract, I'll take maybe thirty five or thirty thousand for a year long contract. Yes, I'm shorting myself maybe um, ten, fifteen, ten, five to ten grand but I'm extending my workload with them for an extra 10 grand in six months. Who wouldn't want another 10 grand in six months? Bro, and the thing is you're filling multiple buckets. You're filling A, the security bucket, right? Yep. You know you're good, you're guaranteed. B, you have 12 months to build a relationship. And the reality is your goal during that time is A, I'm happy, I'm getting paid. Maybe I'm not. Yeah. Maybe I'm undervalued and I'm not getting paid as much as I should be, but that's okay because I have 12 months to crush it, build a relationship. And guess what? When this thing's done, I should have done a good enough job to where they're going to be stoked to re-sign that contract. And now I'm going to get paid my true worth. And they understand my true worth because I've crushed it for them and they have no problem doubling my contract. And that's the real goal. And that's the long-term thinking, right? So back uh, touching base on what you said uh, before is is uh, giving clients more more uh, content. You know, I, I agree one hundred ten percent on that. If 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 I do like a, a content catalog for a company and they only want ten images, I'm giving them twenty to twenty five images because I know that they'll appreciate me appreciate me in the long run. And like you said, what the hell am I going to do with a hundred pictures in my catalog? Which they're just going to sit there. I don't know, man. To me, that's worth building uh, building a relationship for. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, man. Uh, I do that all the time. Like I over deliver all the time just because like, A, it's the, I feel like it's the right thing to do a lot of times. Like, I mean, what else am I going to do with it? It just seems selfish. It just seems so childish for me to just put a bunch of content on a hard drive that I'm not going to use just because I don't want to give it to them for whatever reason. Like why not just help that relationship and, and do some good, right? Uh, it always comes back, at least in my experiences. What, what, what a lot of people, what a lot of people don't realize and, and that's because, you know, they're so into themselves about what they're worth and how much their value and how much they want to keep this persona about them. Great. You know what? You can still keep that persona and, and, and you could still have a value or you could still be worth a certain, certain price point, but you know, it's not, it, it's going to help you in the long run. If you present that material and you just give a little bit more to that company, they'll appreciate you a little bit longer and they know what your prices are and they know what you know somebody else is this this market is just it's super super saturated because everybody undercuts everybody right mm -hmm. you know people that are just super desperate for work they'll undercut you in a heartbeat so but you know 
a company may say, you know what, I know I worked with Q in the past and he delivers and he gives us some extra images. So I'm going to go ahead and stick with him versus getting, you know, paying for cheaper rates with somebody else. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think to add to that, a, it's extremely important to like know when to check the ego. It's really easy when you have a bunch of social media followers and all this shit happening and popping. It's really easy to have an ego and to let your ego get involved when it's not even like there's no reason, right? There's no reason you could easily do this thing, but because you just feel like I'm a superstar and I should be, you know, making X, you let the ego get involved and I'm not perfect. I've done it in the past. Uh, you know, luckily I grew out of that, but I lost, I know early on with AOV, I personally know for a fact that I lost a decent amount of business purely based on just ego, you know, nothing else. Like I wasn't even thinking logically cause I was just like, we're AOV we're freaking great. We should be making X. They don't want to pay their loss. All ego, no logic at all. Not even thinking about the relationship long-term, nothing. Um, so it's important to keep that, you know, out of the way when you can, uh, let's bump over to social media, bro. Uh, Instagram, who inspires you on, on Instagram? Oh man, this you know that's just, this is another tough question because uh, uh, there's so many people oh. whether whether it's people that are traveling a lot or whether you know their editing is just insane or just you know there's just so much like um, I envy Chris Bucard's travels right he just he's he's one of those uh, um, those pioneers that that started surfing out in Iceland and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff like that you know so. Um, you know, Chris is one of them. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Chin's one of them. Uh, Max Reeve, you know, the way he edits and, and, uh, the way he dodges and burns and stuff like that is, is another one. Um, so there's just so many out there, man. Um, you know, you know, you interviewed Gabe last week. Uh, Gabe's editing is just insane. Um, uh, Mind's Eye, Mike in Toronto, he, he's, you know, crazy with uh, the editing and, and his like perfection. That dude is just a perfectionist when it comes to, to uh, editing. Uh, Jude was, uh, you know, his work um, is phenomenal. You know, um, a lot of the darker stuff, uh, you know, he was one of the, the trendsetters back in the day, him, Asterix, and, and some of the other people that started that uh, those trends out early. So, I mean, there's just so many people out there. Um, it's hard to kind of narrow down one. Mm -hmm. um, but I just draw influences from everybody, even people with like a thousand followers or 2000 followers. Cause you know, they, they could be doing this or have been doing it professionally for such a long time. They're just not well known on social media. Oh yeah, dude. That's fact. First of all, you named awesome, awesome people. Um, obviously that's all subjective, but yeah. I agree. I, I dig all those, those artists. Um, but dude, yes. Yeah, so, dude, some of my favorite artists are like, no name at least in art you know what either whether they're just you know they've been shooting professionally because it, it it's weird like it's funny a lot of the top professional photographers that are actually crushing it making good money as real world professional photographers do they have tiny little instagram followings it's kind of funny and then you have like the instagram world where these guys are like quote-unquote celebs in instagram world but uh they're not really making any money in photography and it's really weird Dude, I, I mean, I, I reached out to this uh, local guy uh, last week. His name's Austin Burke. And uh, this dude crushes it with the product photography. And, man, he's his work is insane. But he only has a few, like, I don't even think he has 2,000 followers. But, you know, like, the dude just crushes it. Good work is good work. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. Absolutely. And not to jump back to the business, but I just remembered something that I wanted to say. Uh, you're talking about how you kept – saturated 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 you hammered how saturated the market is i absolutely agree uh with that said i always laugh when people are like hey prince like how do i how do i get in touch with uh you know how do i get in touch with outdoor brands and i'm like right. you don't stay away from them every i'm like dude everyone and their mom like you're you're trying to hit every brand that all thirty thousand other people or thinking, you know, or doing the same thing. And so like, you got to do the stuff that's not sexy. Like I have a buddy that shoots semi trucks and he makes good money shooting semi trucks. Like who would have thought he literally works for a company that does uh, shipping and he shoots the trucks. 
and there's good money in that. So like people need to start looking at the non secchi stuff, agriculture, things like that, dude, they pay architecture. They pay. Yep. Dude, my, my biggest contract came through a construction company that (laughs) wanted to redo their, their online catalog. And you know, these companies have these multi-million dollar companies are pretty big locally. What a lot of people don't see is they're too busy chasing the the big brands that they don't focus locally. There's a lot of big brands locally in every community, whether you're in Iowa, Idaho, um, Missouri, wherever. There's big companies, multi-million dollar companies in those local areas. And you know, like I mentioned earlier, that's what I try to tend to focus on now is those small to mid-sector companies. That's where I make majority of my money from. It's not a lot of these big brands. I'll, sh- I'll shoot a lot of these big brands. Um, I just did something for 1800 but that's not an everyday client. Last year, I shot for them three times. But the local the local mid-sized companies is where I make a lot of my money. Absolutely, bro. Um, absolutely, man. Um, I'm going to leave that where it is because I just, I'm, I'm too into entrepreneurship to just start talking about business again. I'll just dive. <laughs> Let's talk about the alpha collective, bro. So, uh, you're part of the alpha collective. What's that like? Dude, uh, man, to be honest with you, it's, it's a really, and I'm not just saying this because I'm part of the community. It's a lot of really good people, man. Like I've met a lot of friends through there. Um, it's a lot of networking. It's, it's a true community within the community. And and I don't want to say it's, it's just, it's like a click. Uh, it's nothing, nothing like that because we're, we all come from all parts of, of, of the country. So there's people in Toronto, there's people in Canada, there's people in New York, there's people in Florida, there's people in Texas, you know, people in Detroit. So, you know, we all come from different areas. Um, but really getting to know these uh, creatives, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. It's, it's definitely um, an experience in, in its own. Um, and then working with a big brand like, like Sony is, is huge. Um, uh, initially, if you're a content creator or a uh, photographer, you want to be part of something like this, right? Absolutely. What's been like one of the most fulfilling parts of being part of the Alpha Collective thus far? Oh, man um there's there's so much man i think one of the there's two experiences that that stand out and um uh, the most fulfilling is they asked me to uh shoot a campaign for them that focused on low light for low light uh portraiture and um to me you know uh, that was one of my most fulfilling because i always wanted to work with a bigger brand and uh, to shoot for a company like Sony was probably the most fulfilling for sure. Um, and then the most um, amazing trip that I had is probably last year when I went to Alaska with them. And uh, dude, Sony goes all out. They, they really take care of us. And I'm not just saying that they really do. Um, we went, you know, all expenses paid, food paid. Um, we went to Alaska, we saw bears, we saw, we went on huge hikes, we saw lakes, we saw, they flew us on a helicopter and landed us on top of a glacier, you know, like just crazy stuff like that, man. We saw Northern, I saw Northern Lights for the first time. So that was, that was an amazing, amazing experience. Dude, what was that like? Dude, so, so like I live in Florida, right? So in Florida, <laughs> the, uh, the biggest land, the biggest mountain we have is a damn landfill. So uh that those are our mountains and you know we just have beaches man beaches and beaches and beaches but we don't have like california beaches where they have like crazy cliffs and and the coastals everything's flat um so you know it's it's just slightly different dude that's 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 so insane but like i guess i was i was specifically asking about the northern lights like what was that like because i've only seen them once i've seen them once but it was from an airplane uh, and that was, I mean, even that was just insane. Like just looking out of the window and and seeing, uh, seeing that with my bare eyes. But like, what was your experience it's, like? Not a lot of people get to to experience that. You see the photos everywhere, and they're stunning. Yep. But like being there is something totally different. Dude, it's it's an out of this world experience, right? Uh, it's like the first. It I would compare it to. So, I don't. I'm not sure if you ever seen the Milky Way. The Milky Way with your 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 bare eyes, 
like in person before, but oh, yeah. it's, it's even more amazing than that because the Northern Lights, they move and they jump and, and you see colors, you see greens, blues, purples, oranges. It just depends on where you're at. And you're just, you're just seeing this crazy, crazy, just colors in the sky, just jumping up and down and moving. Um, so it's, it's an out of world experience for real. I think everybody should, you know, at least once in their lifetime, do something like that. No, that's dope. I really want to, uh, yeah, I want to replicate that in my bedroom on the ceiling. <laughs> like that's always seriously. That's always been a dream of mine. Like that's like a real, it's a real thing that I'm going to do at some point. Like <laughs> I am going to, to have my version of that that I can just turn on when I want to, you know, and you chill. Gonna, you're going to point a, a projector up at the ceiling. I'm going to figure something out, bro. <laughs> dude, technology's a mofo right now. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, do it. Yeah. They, they create all types of wild experiences. So, uh, but as far as the alpha collective goes, like dude, how does someone, how does like an average person, uh, go about trying to join the alpha collective? Tons of people from the community love Sony, uh, you know, they're, they're, dude, they're extreme. Like the reality is dude, they're extremely innovative. Their cameras prove it. They have the, some of the best cameras in the game, at least in the prosumer market. Uh, and everyone's using them. I use them. You use them. Most people I know use them. Uh, they love them. And so, uh, in a time when a lot of camera, other camera companies aren't really innovating and engaging with the actual creators, they're still treating us like, uh, they're still marketing to, this is what crazy about some of these other camera companies. They're still marketing to creators. Like it's freaking 2001 oh, and man, it's not, it's dude, it's 2018 and people want to be a part of your brand. They want to engage. They want to feel part of a community. They want to help with content. They want to be a part of something. And no one seems to freaking get that. It's like Sony is like reading all these marketing blogs and they're like, Oh cool. We just got to do this. We just got to do this and we're stay relevant. And it's like, no one else else. No one else got the memo. Dude, they just dude. Sony's doing something amazing. They just get it, man. They just get it. They're they're one of the few companies that I know that hey, you know, we invite your feedback, whether it's good or bad. Tell us, tell us what um, we can do to make these cameras better, and what we can do to make your experience better and easier, make your life easier. And dude, last year I sat in in a room for three hours and just talked to engineers. That's all I did was talk to engineers on their product. Like they really, really listen to us, whether it's, you know, the consumers or whether it's the pro or, you know, whether you're entry level, like they really listen, then they go ahead and actually make those changes. And, um, you know, and when it comes to marketing, they just get it too, man. They, you know, it's, it's about building a community. Um, it's about, you know, um, UG, uh, user generated content. It's, you know, they just, they, you know, they get it. Exactly. It's like when you do it right. The people, if you, if you create something cool enough, people will, will market it for you. It's like one wheel. They have a badass product. They don't, they don't need to spend a ton of money on marketing and stuff because the reality is like, dude, they've created a product that's so cool that all people want to do is every time they're on the one wheels be like, I want my one wheel tagging. Like you just like, that's what it's about. And they've created a yep. community and they put resources yep. out and tools and, 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 and that's smart. And it's, so it's super cool to see Sony doing that. So how does, how does. How does someone from the AOV community go about trying to uh, register to join the Alpha Collective? So they, you can check them out on their website. So I'll, I'll walk you through it now. So it's alphauniverse.com. And uh, you would go under community and under Alpha Imaging Collective. And then you'll read about it. Um, you'll see all the members. And then if you scroll down, it's going to say apply for the Alpha Imaging Collective. And then you just click apply. So now, so here's the thing is um, the Alpha Imaging Collective and the Sony Artisan program right now is only for U.S. and Canada based. So all these other countries, they have their own uh, ambassador program. So I can only speak on behalf of the U.S. and Canada on what they need to do. So you can wait. Hold on. So did, did, do they have something for London, bro? They, I don't. Because I remember my, I, I got the London, I got the London homies like Josh Parrott, Ryan X Howard, Chris, right. the tech creative dude, and they, dude, they rep Sony so hard. And I remember specifically when I was out in London, I remember them feeling like, 
I remember specifically them feeling like, damn, like, yeah, bro, like we rep Sony so hard and we love their product so much, but we kind of feel like, like we're just get burnt over here in London because we're not in the U S and like, yeah. we don't get like any, any love at all. So like, is there like, I don't know, what can guys like that do? Or like, what, what do you think would be, what's your advice for them? Dude, I honestly, man, I don't know, but if I were them, I would try to reach out to some of the, some of the, find out where the local office is, maybe, um, send emails out to whoever, you know, is, you know, running those areas. I, I think like there's Sony Euro or Sony Europe. Um, you know, every country has their own brand ambassador. So honestly, I just speaking truthfully, I don't know. The only thing I can speak on is, is, you know, the U S and Canada and, and they have the online application process. Gotcha. Okay. I see a certain, a Sony Europe page, but I don't know if it's legit. It just says Sony Europe, 807 followers following zero. Maybe it's just newer. It looks like it could be legit. It's clean. Um, no way. I don't know. 2015. Yeah, this isn't relevant. This isn't relevant. Uh, majority majority of their Sony pages are verified. So, you know, you can DM a lot of those verified pages and see where it gets you. Gotcha. Okay, guys. Well, uh, we'll try to, you know, help you European cats out and, and see if we can't find a plug for for that. Um, but that stuff's cool, man. Talk to us about the Adorama uh, Picks Ambassador program you got going on. So you're running that. So like you're the dude for anyone that wants to, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're the man, plug. I, I'm definitely the plug, but I don't know if I'm the dude, like the dude, but I'm yeah. definitely the plug for it. So uh, it's it's a really great program, man. There's there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, you know, of course, there's printing that's involved, right? Anybody that wants printing. Um, there's also, you know, we're looking for people for content and, and, and for people that are really passionate about, uh, photography or just about printing in general, man. Um, whether you're a home, a home decorator or interior designer and you understand color themes and, and you understand, uh, what look, looks good on walls and, and you love print or you, even the fine art photographer, right? If you're a fine art photographer or you're a painter, but you love just the print, we're looking for all kinds of people that are just passionate about it. And uh, there's a lot of great benefits, you know, um, so some, so I'll speak. So this, this, um, these benefits haven't been released yet. So you guys are actually going to be the first to hear about it. Um, so some of the benefits include, um, of course, printing, right? Um, and then there's going to be benefits in regards to um, projects. So let's just say that, hey, you know, Prince, I have a special project. I'm looking for a sponsor. Well, you can submit a sponsorship deck. And if it works for both sides, I can say, you know what, Prince, this looks like a dope project. Uh, I know how uh, Adorama Picks can, can benefit off this. I think this will be great for me and will be great for you. So we will go ahead and sponsorship, sponsor that deal. Um, there's exclusive um, products that we come out with. So right now uh, we're t we have a uh, fine art paper. Um, and with that paper, what I did was I picked out like 20-something people um, and then we sent out samples to these 20 some people. So you're getting exclusive products and all we ask from you back is just feedback. So, Hey, you know, Prince, check this out. Tell me what you think about this fine art paper. This is, you know, this is low grade medium. This is, you know, um, our, our heavy grade, uh, fine art paper. Tell me what you think about it so we can always improve on our products. So you get exclusive products. There's also going to be events. I told you about that, uh, street fair event. That's, uh, that Adorama is holding. Uh, we're going to need people that are going to lead photo walks and um, and be at the event that just help support us. And and these are paid these are paid events, so it's nothing like, hey, can you help us out? You know, you're going to be compensated for your time. Um, and then there's also going to be content where where we say, hey, you know, uh, we're looking for somebody that can work and develop this video or work and develop this project. Um, can you guys submit a deck or submit a proposal? And we'll see who has the best ideas and we will go ahead and pay, pay that out too. So, you know, they have a, a lot of money to spend and they're willing to pay their creators or pay their ambassadors to be part of this program. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Adorama, I just got, I love Adorama. Uh, they're a company that's a lot like Sony, you know, like they get it. So there's a lot, a lot of other companies in the space that are engaging the community, the creators and doing things with them. Uh, they've done it with their, 
behind the lens series. They've done it with all the workshops. They've done it with the events. They've done it with their, you know, everything, the giveaways, like they're super active Adorama picks slays. I'm not an ambassador for Adorama picks, but I can, I can attest to their print quality. Yes. Every print on my wall behind me is Adorama picks. The prints in front of me are Adorama uh, picks prints, prints that I have that aren't even up or all, all my prints. I've, all my prints are through Adorama Picks. Uh, they slay. And uh, it's definitely the highest quality prints that I've received from anywhere. And trust me, uh, I've talked to tons and tons and tons of print companies. And I've had samples from everyone. Um, and Adorama Picks, they just get it. And, dude, they have great pricing. Dude, yeah. So before, I even, be- before I even became involved with, with, um, with Adorama Picks, they had, um, you know, I just kind of asked around, like, okay, so who are the best printers? What kind of stuff do they have? And a couple of people mentioned, you know, Adorama Picks. At first, I didn't even know that they even printed, but they've been in business for a while. So I was like, you know what? I'll send a couple of prints to them, check them out, because their prices, I was like, man, their prices are, are, are pretty good, but is the quality. How's the quality? So I, I sent off a couple of prints, and I came back, and I was amazed, man. And I used to use Bay Photos. I used to use a Miller's. And, dude. Picks is right up there in quality and at a fraction of the price. It's it, it's it's pretty incredible, um, some of the work that they put out. So I was pretty impressed, dude, for sure. And I'm not gonna put any. I'm not gonna say any company names, but they do the printing through for a lot of companies. There's quite a few companies that yeah. uh, I know about that white label Adorama Picks is printing as their own, um, and. So that just that's just a test to how great their prints are, like major, yep. major, you know, including one of the biggest retailers in the world uh, is printing through Adorama Picks. So dude, uh, dude, that says a lot. Something, let me tell you something that, that was pretty impressive to me. Um, and, you know, I've, I've never been inside of a print factory or whatnot, but all their all their leather albums are all handmade. And I've seen it processed in front of me. I was just amazed by it. I was like, wow, every single one of these leather um, album covers are handmade and stitched what really it was pretty sick yeah for sure dude that's that's so rad uh that's crazy that's kind of that's that's really wild that's really yeah. cool though have you ever had a uh metal print done yeah i have uh the ones behind me are aluminum nice these are uh those Vince Lim, the Vince Lim bangers, bro. These oh, are Vince. Vinny is the yeah. homie. Yeah, that's my boy, bro. I'm going to go out there and have some Mickey D's and kick it with him in Hawaii. You know his <laughs> dude, family owns McDonald's, bro? They dude, own he McDonald's. Owns, dude, that's, that's – uh, I, I, I call him the Prince of McDonald's, bro. Like that dude is slain. <laughs> Yo, have, when you go out there, make sure, make sure he gives you the damn lobster roll. You know McDonald's has a lobster roll? Dude, what? Bro, that only in Hawaii, have, right? Only they have a Hawaii. lobster sandwich. It's pretty. It's pretty dope. Um, but make Damn. sure he make sure he, he gives that to you. I will, bro. I also have a wood print too. Uh, I got some wood stuff. The Adorama's wood printing. This is a Luke Victor Valencia, my boy Luke's shot. Uh, and dude, their wood printing is super saucy as well. Nice, dude. Send I me. Forgot, I forgot the name of the printing. I use a different printing company for wood. One time and dude, it wasn't, it was like super blotchy and just like, I was, so that one, I was just like, I was blown away by the wood prints because it was super, super sharp and super uh, high quality, the color and everything compared to the other wood prints I got. Dude, are, are you into like fine art and stuff? Yeah. Dude, I tell you what, man, yo, send, send me a couple images and I'll get you some fine art print, uh, some of our new fine art paper and, and, and you can give me some feedback on it. Dude, I would love that. Dude, Sam, you know Sam Fiore? She's like one of my favorite uh, fine art photographers. She does like a lot of that uh, just beautiful work. But yeah, yeah, I'll definitely send you some uh, some images. I would love to, to, to check that out. Nice. Um, cool. What else, bro? So you got – what else you got popping? I mean, we went through the Adorama pics, the Sony gang – uh, for those of you that don't know, like Duke has been rocking with AOV since like day one. So, uh, it was really Back cool. Back with y'all like 19,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's really cool to, uh, 
to chat with you, um, especially on this level, man. It's always like, it's funny because like, I, I do get a chance to BS with a ton of people through DMs, but like, I don't like, bro, DMs are not a real conversation. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. It's cool and it, yep. it's something, but it's nothing like this. It's nothing like being able to be face to face and just like nah, man. kick it for two hours and just, and just, and just chat. Like, it's like really raw, authentic communication. It's really a really nice way to connect with people and get to know people. And so this has been a long time coming. So it's been really, uh, really awesome to just sit down with you and uh, to just chat about all types of different things. Dude, some some of my best friends that I call my good friends now are are I met through you know uh, Instagram or whatnot. So you know the social world and and it's 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 pretty amazing, man. Especially you know w- with a community like uh, the art of visuals or whatever. So people just connect Dude. left and right. It's 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 great. That's what it's about, man. Just building that true. Uh, a true community where people just have a place bro they got a voice and uh i plan on i got some exciting new things i want to do with the instagram i want to start just doing more community events like we used to do in the past but just uh i don't know i'm not gonna lie we kind of had some basic ass questions like (laughs) what's your favorite camera what's your favorite travel location and like i don't know sometimes i don't know sometimes it's easy to fall into that basic basic ass trap of instagram and like doing really like basic stuff like that but like i just want to start having like real conversations and asking more difficult questions to the community and letting them really fire off and engage with each other and communicate you know whatever's on their mind around that given subject yeah um well here i mean let's just go through uh, a bunch of those quick questions right so mm-hmm. i shoot uh with um here I- i'll just tell you my progression i shot with the nikon d60 okay. Uh, I went, then I went to the Canon T3i, then I upgraded to full frame and shot with the, uh, 5D Mark II. Then I shot, uh, with the 6D. So, and then from there I went through all the Sony systems, Sony a7, a7 a7 R2, a7 had the a9, a9 for a while. And then, uh, essentially my go-to lenses right now, uh, I own the 35 millimeter, 7200 2.8 um and then my go-to lens is 16 to 35 i shoot wide on everything um and the reason why is because i like to crop in on the images a lot so that's why i take that 42 megapixel sensor all day bro i feel you on that i just got back from guatemala and having that r3 uh, with that 8514 shooting people, bro, is a game changer. Even, yeah. dude, I've been, dude, I, you know what I've been really vibing with is shooting landscapes with the 80, with the portrait lens, like, like mm-hmm. peaks. So, like volcanoes, right? I look at a volcano as like a person. I'm like, dude, it's a portrait. It's like, it's beautiful. And I want to take its portrait and I want to shoot it on the 85 and get that nice, tight enough, but not too tight. Um, and dude. just really be able to get, like, dude, I mean, I got some, I got some, beautiful shots of volcanoes erupting from el fuego that i haven't even posted yet just because like i don't know sometimes i feel a little cheap putting some of my best work on instagram so like i just let it sit and i really just like i'm an artist i have these stupid internal debates about like my artwork and where i want to put it etc but but that that lens and that camera setup you know with a photographer that knows how to handle those tools and, and use the right settings to get the shot like the stuff that you're able to create is is insane. Yep, dude, I've been shooting with the 7200 a lot, man. I like because um, it, it kind of just sat in my bag, um, and I only shoot my daughter's soccer games with it. But I was like, you know what, man, I'm, I'm gonna start challenging myself just to kind of give all my shots a different look. And I've been shooting at 200 a lot, you know, just getting like the compression of a lot of city shots or like landscapes or even even portraits with the 7200 2.8 is is killer. Uh, so I've been using that a lot. Bro, absolutely. It's fun to shoot things differently too, especially like, I don't know, I guess we're at a, we, like we talked about saturation earlier with business. We're also at peak saturation for photos. So for like, uh, for yeah. me, like I get, I'm just like, bro, I'm tired of seeing like, I don't want to recreate the same shot that I've already seen thousands of times. And you know, like, especially doing what I do with AOV, like, bro, I see photos all day long every single day so it's like 
it's it, it's 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 sad to say it, but there's some photos like sometimes i'm just like oh great even though the photo is amazing i'm just like another photo of this place cool the same exact shot like and and so it's nice to see people pushing the bar with different focal lengths uh different times of day different lighting scenarios or like the people that are just hustling and shooting it every day until they find that that day where the storm hits and they catch it with the storm versus just a beautiful sunset you know what i mean yeah no, no, for sure, man. So, yo, what are some of uh, the best destinations that you've been to? Bro, you about to reverse podcast me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about destinations. And you're talking about oversaturated shots. So, <laughs> uh, so one of my favorite destinations, because it's not a saturated place, is to Guatemala. Oh, yeah? Like, Guatemala is, is, is not only beautiful, but... It, uh, dude, it's like people just don't go there. Uh, there's not like you get on Instagram and you search the hashtags and I know cause I was trying to see what Guatemala was like before I went down there and I'm just like, wow, like no one really goes here and photographs. And so I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if that was a good thing, if that was a bad thing, uh, or what, but I don't know if you can see that image, but Yo, that's insane. like that's some of the stuff I'm capturing and, and bro, I'll have to show you. I'll just show you the raws. Like these aren't like heavily processed images. Like these are just like, it's just epic there. Like that place is literally the, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. I mean, we were in the jungle. Uh, they have some of the most beautiful uh, architecture I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, this photo right here, dude, is that's the, that's the volcano's shadow. Wow. That's super I, dope. I hiked up to 13,500 feet to get these shots, bro. We're talking, you know, six hours of hiking, uh, about a two-mile climb in, in elevation. Damn. It's kind of like and, Iceland. Dude, yeah. Like, it was it was insane. I mean, I'm talking this place was just as, as beautiful. And, I mean, we're above the clouds, like. That's how high we were. We were looking way down on the clouds. Wow. And so, uh, for me, I think, yeah, Guatemala is is probably by far uh, the most beautiful place that I've been to that I also haven't seen tons of pictures. Not to say that I don't want to go anywhere because, like, it's overshot. I'm not going just to shoot. You know, I'm going to enjoy myself and live my life. But it's, it's kind of nice, bro, to, like, you kind of feel like Christopher Columbus when you get to explore some stuff that's, like, <laughs> A little less uncharted, you know, it's not, it's not, not every, I, I take pride in that. It's like, I got shots that I know, I know no one that I know has shots of El Fuego. There's one guy that messaged me and was like, I've been there, but it was before he was a photographer, you know? Uh, yeah. And so I kind of take pride in that. I'm like, that's cool. Like, it's just me and my boy who I was with that have that content and that's neat. Yeah, that's super dope. Um, what about you, it, bro? What are your favorite spots? Ah, oh, bro, like would I want to go or my favorite spots? Uh, yeah, I just I just name a bunch of uh, places that I've been to that I really really enjoyed. Um, Costa Rica is definitely one mm. of them. Um, the outdoor adventure stuff, the black sand beaches, the surfing. Uh, we went white water rafting. I jumped off a cliff. So like some that was really really dope. But see, that was back in like 2004 before I was really into photography. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, that was super enjoyable in regards to some of the places I, I've been to that I really enjoyed is I enjoyed Europe and especially Italy. I think Italy is one of the most beautiful places, uh, for all the way from the North, all the way through, you know, Venice, uh, down to the South and down to the, to Chincoteri. Uh, Croatia is a beautiful country as well. Uh, I went to Montenegro, um, uh, it, as far as food goes, so I'm a big foodie too, man. Hong Kong has probably got to be one of my favorite places for food, man. Hands down. Dude, the street <laughs> food, everything in there is, is just good. Everything is just so good. Uh, in regards to, to two destinations I really, really want to go to, um, Patagonia um, and Antarctica are probably the two. Bro, I'm going to roll with you to Patagonia. Uh, Antarctica, I haven't seen enough of it to 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 make that call right now on the podcast but patagonia i'm with it bro i've been wanting yeah. to go to patagonia for a long time and uh 
And so you have to let me know when you when you hit that up. Q, it's been my pleasure uh, just chatting with you. I've definitely, uh, I've learned a ton of things. Uh, it's been super exciting. I know the community is going to love this. It's really great uh, to have someone like you on the podcast. Uh, and so I want to leave you with the floor to basically go ahead and leave the AOV community with any message that you'd like to spread uh, to them. Uh, so I'll let you go ahead and do your thing, man. First and foremost, uh, Prince, man, I really appreciate your uh, your support uh, on this podcast and and the support uh, throughout the years, man. It's it's been uh, uh, huge for me, and I really appreciate you guys. And you guys, you know, are a true community that really back their content creators and the photographers. So thank you for all the support, and thank you for having me on this uh, podcast. Um, and then the if I if I had to give any advice or just kind of to all the followers out there or or members of you know AOV is to uh, really do something with passion and really love what you do. I know it's cliche, but it's it's really true. Uh, as a content creator, know your worth, uh, but really understand the business side of things and, and how uh, that this whole industry really works. And um, just stick with it. You know, there's going to be moments where you don't want to create any content. And there's going to be moments where, you know, you want to just create and go out and shoot every single day. Uh, but if you're really uh, passionate about it, you know, just stick with it. Uh, there's going to be some ups and downs. Um, and if you guys have any questions in regards to whether it's business, um, understanding business, editing, uh, questions about cameras, whatever, just uh, give me a shout. I answer essentially all my DMs. Um, so just shoot me a DM slide in the dms you heard it right here ladies and gentlemen sliding hot q appreciate you bro sliding hot i slide sliding the dms it's still a thing bro thank you for listening please share the art of visuals podcast with your friends and make sure to hit that subscribe button Sharing is caring. You can follow Art of Visuals on Instagram at Art of Visuals or sign up for the Art of Visuals newsletter on artofvisuals.com. Join us next episode for more, but until then, let's continue to visually inspire the world together. <laughs>